Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. That was the longest interview uh, intro in the world. But it gets you mental clarity, though. It kind of helps. It does. Ready. It does. Nothing like little hobo sermons in the morning. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, Hobo put that together for us. So thank you, Hobo, for putting that uh, that uh, intro together for us. We appreciate it. And with that being said, folks, we are back. We are back. It is V the Grill Economist with my main man, CJ, who's working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. And if you haven't done so already, uh, make if you've missed yesterday's interview with Joaquin Flores, go back and listen to it. It is absolutely bombastic. It was incredible, especially hot on the heels of what is happening in the Ukraine, in Russia, in Eastern Europe in general, and how it pertains to the entire multipolar world as the unipolar world starts falling apart. And with that being said, we have Jet Blake with us, the one and only Jet. He is here. Uh, and we are talking about the outer limits. Jet, what's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, last time we talked, we talked about these new diseases and uh, all these other things that are on the horizon and what we can do to better our health, to better our prospects, and to survive the dark winter that is coming, as Dark Brandon would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the good old dark winter. Well, it's... Interesting because uh, throughout mankind's history, we have all of us alive today in, in this community, we have so many vectors or arrows coming at us. Anyone can cause great harm. And how do we navigate our daily activities function in today's world with our family and try to protect ourselves? And uh, uh, it gets overwhelming. I'm overwhelmed, uh, V and CJ, as far as st uh, strategies and a defensive posture, how to remain healthy, you know, physically through exercise, mental health, uh, food, diet. And then uh, as you have with your... I think, you know, your expert guess yourself how to survive the best way possible economically. 
but also how to survive what I think is important in, in these micro communities because the kind of preaching to the choir here, but you know the details as far as the World Economic Forum type organizations, these NGOs, and they're tight with the central bankers, the various central banks, and they have a certain agenda that they're trying to steer humanity. And those of us that don't agree with it, don't want to be a part of it, what can we do as far as strategies and options to stay clear? Is it even possible to stay clear from their agenda or resist what they have in mind in their uh, vision of, of humanity? The more I read and study their vision and what they have in mind is so alien and, and bizarre. There's very few that of their uh, agendas and their outlines, there's very few that I agree. Most of which I'd maybe use a percentage, probably 70% I disagree. So I'm trying to figure out as, as you are and your platform and all of us, how do we function and exist and try to resist what they have planned? So I'll stop there. Do you have a, any thought or comment? Um, how do we resist? Uh, I, I think there's a, uh, a lot of resistance taking place. Uh, I just don't think it's reached critical mass as of yet. In terms of what we could do individually, there's many decentralized options in terms of, um, you know, you know, uh, economically speaking. But in terms of health, I mean, there are, you know, eating good, clean food, having good, clean water, uh, being away from large cities. Uh, being able to be self-sufficient, uh, these are all great ways. And also technologies that are out there, some of which that you have developed, goes a great way in, in helping people um, to survive and to stay as healthy as possible. I think health, especially now in the world that we're living in, Jet, as now it is, it's, it's getting critical mass, it's getting mainstream as to the side effects and the deaths that are happening with vaccines and the fact that people are even just getting sick being around people who are vaccinated because they're shedding. They're shedding, yeah. you know, viral compounds right off themselves. And it is affecting, or you know, in some regard, the immune systems of other individuals who are living with them or, or walking by them or what have you, you know? So these are just some of the things we can do. Yeah, what we, you know, we're one of the... There, there, were, there were a few, but we were one of the first back in January of 2020, several times on your show, uh, we had discussed this as SARS-CoV-2 was coming out, the concerns yeah. with that, and then uh, that they were going to be rolling out what they call uh, vaccines or a pharmaceutical approach. And everything that was discussed is 100% accurate whether it was you want to call it predictions or foresight as to what, what was coming down the pike. So now we're in a situation where um, just hitting the highlights because your, your audience is up to date, don't want to bore them, but there's a large percentage, possibly three plus billion people who have uh, permanently damaged their immune system 
the, the gain of function in the gene therapy is not reversible. So once the uh, program code is inserted, it's like a runaway freight train. There's no off switch. So when you have these pathogenic spike proteins being produced everywhere in um, heart tissue, lung, kidney, spleen, ovary, testicles, uh, there, there's no stopping that. The repercussions are going to be horrific. So we're starting to see the unusual health conditions. Uh, I, I don't know. I think the term adverse side effects is too mild, but the, vac the vaccine injured, it's going to be off the chart and uh, it accelerates every six months. And uh, it really uh, makes my heart sad to see the... Uh, I'm just picking primarily, but like say that the 10 to 23 year olds, like school age or early college, that when they're being decimated and they're having heart heart problems and uh, lung ish issues, that I know uh, doing the research as a research scientist, this is not going to go away, and it is going to shorten their lifespans. So. It's it's very emotional. It, it, I get teary eyed in the, in the lab uh, when I get off conference calls or I'm uh, reading some of the reports that not doesn't necessarily. Well, I don't think it ever hits the the mainstream media, which is highly corrupted. But the, those of us uh, that have resisted and we've taken a lot of hit, maybe from family, from community, lost our jobs, had to relocate, maybe downsize. All this bizarreness last two and a half years. There, there is hope, but it's it's not going to be easy. I'm under the impression this is going to be a constant fight or an uphill battle for the rest of our lives. In in, in respect to how to remain healthy, uh, how to get proper food, nutrition, water. Water is a huge issue. In fact, tomorrow. I'm addressing potentially like 25,000 people on a Zoom call about the water and my water technologies. Yeah. Uh, what, were you going to say something? No, no, no. I was saying yes. Uh, you know, you've uh, told me about the technology. It's remarkable and it's, uh, it's very, very uh, pertinent in, in terms of uh, health. Because I think that uh, some of the advice, uh, I, I, to the information, the outer limits is concerning. And uh, I, I listen to it as well, and it's worrisome. <laughs> I, I don't mean to freak people out, but it's it is information that does deserve consideration. But the alarm bell, just as much as I was warning against these uh, rushed pharmaceutical approaches and knowing where the patents, uh, reading the patents and where the uh, grant came from, just as alarmed as I was two and a half years ago on your show, almost three years ago. Uh, water is is going to be a huge concern. So all the listening audience, do you live in an area and do you know how to forecast weather trends, even if the, the weather is highly manipulated, which we know it has been, but it's really in our face now. It's so obvious that they're able to manipulate the weather. Are you in an area where you have long-term secured access to water? If If not... And I would say areas that would not would be at least five states in Western United States are absolutely 
uh, beyond the point of no return, there's going to be permanent water issues and you're going to have easily 30 million people displaced because the water's not coming back. And if you're kind of like the Southwest portion of the United States, where all these reservoirs are drying up by design, um, j just to illustrate, if we got <clears throat> shy of an inch a day of rain in, in that Southwestern United States, which isn't going to happen, but this puts in scale. If, that region were to get little less than an inch a day, it would take between five and seven years to yeah. refill those reservoirs. That's not going to happen ever. So a lot of these reservoirs, they, they took decades to fill or aquifers, what we call to charge. Now that the aquifers have been drained or these above ground reservoirs, they're never coming back. No, they're not. Never. So what, what are th at least conservatively, 30 million people going to do they're, uh, they're it's being structured that they're going to be relocated. They have no choice. What are you going to do if you have an 800? I'm just picking numbers. I don't know. An $800,000 house in Phoenix. <laughs> what's it going to be worth there? I, I, there are people that said, Oh, that, you know, they have <coughs> your plan. They, they thought it was a great idea to move to the desert. And then they, then they're shocked. They're shocked. Jeff, yeah. that there's no water there. <laughs> right. And you have a major, uh, major areas because you've got las vegas phoenix and then uh large th this is there's 30 million people if you, yeah. if you draw that map where are they going to go where are they going to go the midwest there isn't 30 million homes in the midwest what are they going to uh migrate towards it, this this is a major concern and then the uh, a lot of the aquifers that were relied on in your uh oklahoma nebraska Western portions of Kansas for a lot of the crops that fed, I don't know, 60%, 55, 60% of the world, those uh, aquifers took thousands of years to charge. They're, they're empty. They're empty. Yeah. So that, that those large crops that had fed such a large portion of the world, they won't be able to draw that water from these aquifers to irrigate their crops. So what they're doing is they're pushing, I, I gave CJ a link just for references for the two of you to look, but I don't know if, if anyone on the show, you would have, CJ's got the reference. You know how- CJ, do you have the references, CJ? It's, it's a-, it's a uh, Yeah, I'll bring it up right now. Perfect. It's a white paper. It's a very interesting white paper. I encourage people to to read. Now, technically, it's, it's really only seven pages because there's- another seven pages of references, which is a good sign when, when you're, when your white paper, your research paper, 50% of it is references. That's a good paper. But um, in there, if, if your audience has time to glance over, uh, I'll hit some of the highlights in today's show. The first, there's only the first seven pages. We've heard there's this big push of uh, insect farms like uh, cricket farms or mealworms, cockroaches, and uh, locusts. So they're, they're rolling out these uh, insect food items. They're already starting to show up in cereals and breaded items, but now they have packages, like a small package of chips that, that you might have at a 
a convenience store. They're they're having them um, in in bags for distribution, but they're starting to introduce and roll these out to children. They start in uh, elementary schools, and the teachers give out sample bags, and the kids are kind of excited, and it's it's a novelty, and oh, these are bugs, and they flavor them to where they they, they taste fine. But what's this this big push about? eating insects well that's what's interesting is the same i think it's some type of uh, continuity of government cog it's i know it's the old cliche terms like one world you mean eating insects it's cog well, like the World Economic Forum. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think it's more of a power trip than anything else. I mean, look, look at these, look at these primates eating bugs. Ha ha ha! That's what the elite, elites look at us and they laugh. I mean, the fact that they're laughing that we put on a mask when we're walking into a restaurant, then we could take the mask off when we're sitting down eating, but then we got to put the mask back on when we're getting up to go to the bathroom. That's how stupid we are, and that's how they look at us. Yeah, and I and right. So there, there's. Whoever whoever the group is, and they're connected because you know the, the the World Economic Forum type, and a, a lot of this funding is the uh, the World Bank, the IMF, International Monetary Fund, and Bank of International Sell- Settlements BIS. <clears throat> the, those are big heavy hitters in, in funding this, so they're they're providing the money for all these uh, meal substitute like these substitute meats. Uh, or these cricket yeah, beyond meats, beyond meats, these cricket. That's where all these uh, billions of, of dollars are coming. Now, what's interesting is the, the way they're steering humanity. Um, you might have seen it. I, I, I'm so terrible. Uh, I might be able to get need your help on here. Um, there's two female Hollywood actresses that recently have been seen in videos uh, encouraging eating insects. Yeah, Angelina Jolie yeah, did her video with her kids, yeah. And then um, Nicole Kidman. Okay, yeah, thank you. Um, for the life of me, I don't, because I'm not big on TV or Hollywood. I can't remember their names. You're missing out, Jet. There's a lot of things happening in Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> so so I, I take it these were at one time, you know, prominent figures in Hollywood, at least their, their face and names are recognizable, but they've been put in the forefront, uh, pushing this campaign of eating insects. Well, it's interesting in a, um, business and tech, uh, <coughs> article that came out in October of 2020, because everything was, I believe was, was triggered September 17th, 2019. Mm -hmm. We kind of talked about that in previous shows. If you go back in the archives, but this talks about the insect farming industry as a whole is set to be worth over $8.7 billion by 2030. See that? CJ, I told you we're in the wrong industry. You wanted to go ahead and start planting and growing weeds and stuff, man. I told you it's not CBD. It's cockroaches. Ghetto cockroaches that we can go into the, into the projects for free, dip them in chocolate, and sell it to liberals in California. But you don't want to listen. Go ahead, Jet. That was a side. I'm just I'm just venting here, Jet. <laughs> so yeah, there's the oh, this. I was hoping that was a gummy bear, but I don't know. It might be the real thing. Is that bear. girl eating scorpions? 
It looks like a yep. tarantula or something. Yep, tarantulas, I think. Please. I heard they're very good and high in protein. Right, but how they're uh, – okay, yeah, so they're pushing that. And then the other, would you say it was a Nicole Kidman? And she's – that's eerie, that one. She's in like a <laughs> studio, like a vampire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the elegant drapes in the background and there's yep. a plates of – that was – I can't tell you if, off the chart how creepy. Bloody amazing. So they're, they're – they're pushing that uh, agenda. Well, it's it's sure. a huge industry. We're talking a multi-billion-dollar industry, being well established. In fact, the insect farming industry is growing at a rate of twenty-seven point eight percent annually. That's not growing any industry. Electronics, cell phone, automobile. So what they're doing is the. Uh, I, I believe what's going on. Uh, as, as we are getting more and more evidence, probably three years ago, five years ago, would have been laughed at on it. I get laughed at a lot anyway. But uh, the proposition, say, three or five years ago, that if I were to say, and I did, I think that there's a massive global transhumanism agenda. They'll start changing the genetic makeup of human. Uh, when they do start changing the genetic makeup, They'll have nanotechnology that can respond to 5, 6G telecommunication, whether it's land-based towers or a satellite distribution that can affect through signaling your DNA in real time. And then they're going to start changing food towards an insect diet. People think I'd be off my rocker three to five years ago. That's exactly what's happening. So in that, that white paper, the research article... They're really pushing these edible insects, which are mealworms, house yeah. crickets, cockroaches, and the migratory locusts. And uh, they talk about the, the beetles, for example, or the cockroaches can get 13 to 20 millimeters in length. Uh, the larvae have a length of around 30 millimeters. Their life cycle is one to two months. You have uh, the nutritional value of a mealworm. They say that it's comparable to the meat of chicken, chicken eggs. No way. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what they're... they're I mean, they're obviously hyping this up. There's no way mealworms are going to be that nutritional. Yeah, and then uh, they're talking about the, the house cricket can be up to 19 millimeters. It has life cycle span of two to three months. It's a source for food. <clears throat> Uh, for your exotic pets, your your, your reptiles and amphibians, uh, various spiders, but now house crickets are consumed by humans. It's been already used for several years now in powdered form as protein extracts. And um, cockroaches, which, and they, they mentioned, you, you joked around, but they talked about the Cuban cockroach, the New York cockroach, the Madagascar, the uh, the Turkish uh, cockroaches, which is interesting. I'm like, wow, there's all these different species. I guess the New York cockroach, you can tell, because they'll have a Mets cap on or something. Right? No, 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 don't say Mets. Yankees or Mets. Yes. Yeah. Don't so, don't talk about the team that plays in the purple stadium. The purple, yeah. That's, that's sacrilege. The Yankees. There's only one team. In baseball in New York, and that yeah. is the Yanks. I know that's like saying White Sox in Chicago. Oh, right, exactly. I know. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, stop throwing the tomatoes at me. Anyway, 
the cockroaches live for up to uh, 12 months. They're, they're the larger uh, of, the, of the three, locusts being the biggest, but cockroaches, eight centimeters in length. And they talk about how cockroaches in certain parts of the world, Asia and Africa, it's already a cuisine. So some of those cultures are, are used to cockroaches. The migratory locusts are the largest nine centimeters they have a three-month life cycle and they're consumed also mainly in africa and asia but they contain they're saying up to 28 percent protein and 11 and a half percent fat including up to 54 percent of unsaturated fats but here's here's the kicker so that's what you'll hear that's when they roll out these uh, uh, former or maybe their current hollywood celebrities yeah uh, making us cool and hip and make, whether parents know it or not, a lot of school districts, they're already giving children out these chips, cricket chips or insect chips. God, man, look how they did it. We went from potato to kale, not crickets in terms no. of chips. Yeah, that's right. That's very, I'm glad you brought that up V that's, that's correct. Isn't that interesting from a type of a potato or corn chip to soy now to insects. That's exactly how they manipulate and then, obviously, they, they target, they enter the school districts, primarily public school districts worldwide, yeah. and then they get the children indoctrinated, whether it's an idea of uh, gender, gender confusion, or, or sexual direction. It's, you know, they target the demographics because they're trying to prepare the next generation for this mindset. But the biggest concern, as the article mentions, is the parasites that exist in these insects. That's what they'll leave out <clears throat> on these videos and these promotional campaigns. Yeah. And they'll promote. Hold on a second. Let me <clears throat> get something to drink here. Haven't worms always been in hot dogs, though? Like, isn't that what Earthobate is? Like, if you look at like hot dog packaging, isn't that what Earthobate is? Or am I completely wrong on that? Earthobate's worms, right? Erythrobate? No, that's like um Erythrobate. That's like um uh like a sugar alcohol, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. See, we all we all know it's rat meat that's in hot dogs, man. Come on, Siege. You've been to you've been to the cities like in Chicago, New York. You got the dirty water hot dogs. Come on. Yeah, no, dirty water. Yeah. Come on, man. There you go. There you go. Go ahead, Chad. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, in all fairness, going going along with the joke, probably that dirty water hot dogs did more to boost the immune system during the 70s, 80s, and 90s. <laughs> but um, here's the concern: as they they're definitely pushing, and it's heavily financed these insect farms, and it's already creeping into the food. And you might not be aware of it. It's it's appearing on ingredients packages. So you're going to have to start looking. Clo I'm talking in the United States already. You'll have to start looking carefully as they introduce this into the food stock, the food supply. But what they won't mention is the problem of the parasites. A lot of the parasites that, that exist, I'll mention a, a few of them, in these uh, insects, the percentage is alarming which the uh, article indicates those that might not have time to read it. I'll highlight it in, in a few minutes. What I'm concerned about is between the, the big push for changing the human genome 
the gene therapy gain of function that unfortunately maybe half the population fell victim to and now changing food to these insects there's parasites there's no way you'll be able to consume powders various blends or insects themselves if even if they're coated in spices and flavoring you're not going to be able to avoid those parasites from entering the body and then permeating various organs the gut biome and breaching the blood brain barrier this this is what's extremely alarming to me as a scientist the, the more we and i'm like i don't have enough hours in a day to start going these deep dives on, so, on. The, Jet, real quick, the, the the parasites that are in these insects, right? These are like the uh, the parasites that are at like a paramecium type level, single cellular, maybe a, a simple multicellular organisms that can wreak havoc. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that, that, and that's dangerous, by the way. I mean, those things do go through the blood brain, uh, blood brain, blood brain barrier. Right, uh, like the you've, you've got. Uh, I'll talk about the. Nectothoresis and the Gregorine uh, parasites in, in, in just a minute. And th this is, this is uh, I'm raising the alarm bell, but th this is all science. So this isn't fear porn. Uh, th there's already enough that's scaring all of us to bejeebies. I'm trying to come up with solutions and a heads up that we really need to... Uh, immediate attention from this point forward watch what we eat and get access to water that would be my number one concern and while we have resemblance of a supply chain i'll be talking about this tomorrow night with that large audience uh, everyone get some real good and they're not terribly expensive but get some real good water filters or the water filter cartridges like the gravity fed because you could take a five gallon plastic bucket you get at any hardware store paint store you know drill some holes and put those uh filtrations in there and, and they're they're available now every household you should have enough water filters to clean your own water system for a minimum of two to three years yeah uh, buying the cartridges now all you once you get these five gallon buckets you drill a hole in them they're threaded. You screw these filters in there with the nylon nut on the other side. And basically, you could go to a lo local uh, river. You want to get water that's uh, free-flowing. And water that has the faster speed rate is the healthier water. Obviously, stagnant ponds or lakes are questionable. You can see on the perimeters, you'll, you'll have algae, algae and uh, the green moss floating on top. But even if that's your only water source, you want to be able to, can you dip a five-gallon bucket in a water source, carry it home, and run it through a filter system to where underneath you have a glass of water for you and your family? You better have that set up is what I'm telling you. I don't care where you're located. And as you mentioned, V, um, I'm really concerned and what are you going to do about all the people in big urban centers? I think that's not the place to be at this particular timeline in human history. Big cities, to me, is a, is a death trap. I'm in a, in a small town, rural area. There's water everywhere. 
And obviously, you know, I've got the technology, I got the systems to where I can grab five gallon buckets at any local river and lake and be able to pour it in my system and drink out of it within an hour. You, you, what about those generators that can pull water directly from the uh, atmosphere? Well, even then you want to filter it because the atmospheric water, yeah, That's true. they have all these chemtrails and these nanoparticulates. Uh, it's highly contaminated. In fact, I did, as, as you know, I had a small YouTube channel, what wasn't near as big as yours, but I, I got yanked off uh, before you did. But in there I had a, a video, I think it was two winters. You got pulled off because you were a misogynist, transphobe. Um and uh, a homophobe, a racist, all the things that we were pulled off were jet. So join the club. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I thought I was just trying to be research scientist. No, 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 no. Research is racist. I don't yeah. think you you got the memo on that one, Jet. Research I, is racist. Yeah. How dare you? How, how dare me try to? I don't. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. But one one of the videos, I think it was two winters ago, we had a snowfall. A, a decent snowfall like between six and eight inches. And in the video camera, uh, the snow was copper. It had a copper metallic. Jeez, I think I remember that. Yeah, and, and when I did that, I wasn't sure it would show up on the camera because I used my uh, phone, cell phone, to take a video. I could see it, and I showed all the, the neighbors, and I had the sh snow shovel, and then um, it, it did. I, when I videotaped it, and it wasn't long, maybe a six-minute video. You could see the copper in the video. So the phone ab absolutely picked up on it. Well, I sampled that uh, that water. And what was in there was it, it's it's extremely con concerning. So there's whether we know it or not, there's a war. The, the war a war's been going on for a long time. And it's it's insidious because it's very subtle, but it's an attack on all fronts. And the only way I can def define it is it's got to be to either drastically reduce the population, sterilize the population, or get to the point where the population is smaller in size, but also manageable at a DNA level through telecommunications, but some type of supercomputer. An, an AI or, or, or a link of supercomputers that can be programmed to control. So they're controlling the food. The access to fresh water is greatly being reduced. Atmospheric uh, engineering, the different seeding and spraying or salting of the atmosphere. So that's going to affect rainwater. If you have a rainwater gutter collection system, you're, you're going to have to purify that water. If you capture it from the atmosphere or pull it out, you'll still need to purify it before drinking it. So all of you are going to have to, whether you want to or not, going to have to at least become basic water scientists. I'll try to help on these programs with your audience. And when we get on uh, your Discord, Rogue News Discord, it blows up. There's like 30 people that show up. But I'll try to give... Uh, advice to turn you into many scientists as quickly as possible hey, that's awesome that's, that's what we have to do yeah jen, uh, jen is there any chance like you mentioned the the whole depopulation thing is there is there any chance that um the uh, the elite whatever you want to call, deem them call them understand that there's um 
earth changes that occur frequently. And at some point there'll be some type of a cataclysm event uh, that impacts humanity. I mean, it's, it's known that this happens throughout history, right? So is there any chance that these sickos are looking at it saying, Hey, you know what? We have a certain percentage of facilities that we're going to be able to, to, to take bunker shelter and, and get through what potentially this is going to be. However, because of the population, the size and the scale and, and the density within certain you know populations and communities, we have to start weeding out now because it, it potentially with that many people could put us at risk of making it to our safe zones or safe areas. I mean, I'm just throwing this out there because I, I, I think that the, the, that's what they're planning for is that that to survive whatever potentially is going to happen at some point that they know is inevitable. So what's your thoughts on that? Yes, I can. Uh, it- can, can I verify this as uh, entertainment purposes only? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, I, I feel safer with this being the public show versus your Discord, which is a little more private. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here, entertainment purposes only. Hold on to your seat. There's, uh, as I mentioned, there's a, a black star or an electromagnetic emitter that's part of our solar system. It's not big. Yeah. I've said this many times. It doesn't have to be. If you understand field theory, electromagnetic, it's, it doesn't have to be giant like everyone thinks our sun is. And not all stars are the same. That's why this one's called a black star. It's different than our sun. They have records. They have historical records that were scooped up in military campaigns thousands of years ago, and those have been archived, only privileged societies or people get those there's a lot of information for example in the vatican library that's locked away and the public doesn't have access well there's these ancient libraries these um data points that mention that earth is affected by this one particular anomaly and they know how earth has responded in ancient past so i think they they are aware I also think the computer modeling came up with this in the early 80s. It it verified that, yes, there is something in our solar system, such as a a black star. It matches the ancient records. We don't have access to. They do. I've I've seen just a few portions I was fortunate enough to to read myself. Uh, But they started massive underground facilities in preparation for they knew a a earth type terraforming event was coming so i think what happens is they're going to leverage they thought let's leverage this so massive uh you look at concrete and rebar and elevator companies they were super busy since the 80s with these facilities and then high-speed rail or tunneling to connect them but it's not large enough obviously for 7 billion people. So only a few get to uh, participate in that. They also started to genetically saving uh, seed vaults and also animal genome, kind of like a a modern day ARC project. Now in this process, I think entertainment purposes only, I think what happens is they're trying to create as much instability and chaos on the surface so that everyone is, is uh, financially crushed, supply chains are interrupted, 
Everyone's at each other's throat, Ford versus Chevy, you know, Roe versus Wade. And they, they want to create as much of a Mad Max scenario on the surface in conjunction with Earth going through terraform events that they can really maximize wiping out the undesirables, which they would throw me in that category. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what, when they do that, I wouldn't be surprised, knowing how they work, because I read their papers and the patents. <clears throat> and I had an opportunity to join them years ago and refused working yeah. for uh, Monsanto. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't believe the whole uh, uh, Denver airport thing until I went out there myself and toured the airport and uh, saw all the symbolism and everything that was really there. It was like pretty freaky. So, yeah. They put well, it out there sometimes. Yeah, the tonnage to of rebar and concrete that was there for years in the building project. It's where, where's all the concrete and rebar? It's not above ground. And I know contractors that worked in there and cement drivers. So yeah, that's a huge facility. Well, the elevation of it, right? The elevation of it and where it is would make perfect sense of why they would want want it specifically there. And and then the uh, the uh, stallion uh, with the red eyes as you're driving out from the yes. the Denver Denver Airport is pretty mesmerizing. I was like. I was thinking about running out and taking a selfie with him. Like, oh, shit, no, because then I'll be on some type of radar. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. I'm sorry. So uh, the way they think, again, entertainment purposes only, the way they think, what I would do is if, if I have a plan of, of underground and have it stocked and uh, have all the latest technologies, it's obviously for a small percentage they want the majority of the 7 billion to either wipe each other out on the surface or be vulnerable so that they succumb to geological events, thinning the herd, so to speak. If they know all this is coming and they want to experiment on gene therapy and try to gain what would normally take 100 to 300 years, if you did it legally, can't see my hands, but I'm doing air quotes, then what I would do is I would start releasing experimental procedures on the population and just watch in real time how effective it is or yikes, where did we go wrong or what do we and, and just start experimenting on people and tweaking it so that they can really dial this in because they have long term plans after they come back from underground facilities. They want to be able to genetically manage humanity from this point forward. So if they've already written off six and a half, seven billion people on the surface, wouldn't they pull the trigger and say, ah, let's experiment on them anyway. They're, they're going to be gone. They well, can't touch us. There's no military force. There's no police agency. There's no legal court system that's going to touch us because they're very braggadocious with these uh, World Economic Forum platforms. Yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and experiment on the Joe Six Pack. They can't touch us with a 10-foot pole. Let's get this data now, get it to the pharmaceuticals, get it to the PhDs. Let's see which lipid carriers work best, and let's see which 5, 6G signaling. Let's improve the nanotechnology. They're going to be gone anyway. I think that's what's going on. Well, I, I think overall we're kind of you know predisposed a little bit, if you will. I mean – I mean, how much more creative do they have to get? Like when you look at everything from our, our food supply to to the, the pharmaceuticals, um, the life expectancy on the decrease, <coughs> and so many other variables uh, that are there. I'm not sure what other 
they're going to experiment on us with it. Yeah. But it's just crazy. It's just crazy, Jet. But, but I think you're right. Jet, have you seen the video out of New Zealand where this couple went to go every year? They go to this uh, cemetery in order to pay respects to a, a deceased family member. And this time around, this particular year, they decided to just go to the cemetery. This is a small town in New Zealand. 13,000 people live in this small town. And as they were driving in, they started counting the newly dug fresh graves. And it was up to 92. They don't even have headstones on some of them. They're just recently just fully, you know, dug. It's incredible. Yeah, so, right, V and CJ. That's why I'm, th this is the beginning. It, it really picks up speed at the two and a half year mark. It well, does. No, you're right. I, I remember a year ago, back in 2020, when you were on the broadcast and you said yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, it'll take two years. And here's that video that CJ, that I just talked about. CJ just pulled it up. Look at this. They just started counting fresh new graves in a small town of 13,000 people. And now they're telling us, mass media is telling us, oh, we don't know why there's a, a 41% spike in deaths from people that are between 18 and 52 years old. We have no idea. Maybe it's cold showers. Maybe it's taking naps that are killing people. Yeah. Like right. th this is how low the IQ has gotten. The propaganda well, has gotten this low. They 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 could have uh, relocated bodies from a, a cemetery that was deemed worth more in value <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> to put it. a nice subdivision on. If you remember Poltergeist. <laughs> well, uh, what happened? I, I don't mean to be morbid, but but I'm I'm, I'm hoping that this information. I'm, I'm stuttering right now. I'm hoping I'm doing more good than harm. I'm afraid that sometimes I'm, I'm harmful because I scare the bejeebies out of people. But if you look at, if you look at the, the well, I mean, people, dude, all you can do is offer solutions, and okay. then the rest is all up to people, right? That's the only thing yeah. we can do. Yeah, right? because if if you're looking, as I suspected, the permanent damage of the, this pharmaceutical push, this global agenda, uh, many of which felt pressured coerced into getting this the death toll is going to be over three billion people what are you going to do with three billion people they absolutely plan on liquefying them or converting them in For conjunction life. with these insect farms you can't take a backhoe like this video is showing you can't take a backhoe and traditionally bury three billion people there's not enough land mass and cemeteries so they're also planning, obviously, on converting them in conjunction with these insect farms, turning them fertilizer. into food and fertilizer and recycle like a Soylent Green. Oh, that's wonderful. You better come up. If you're going to affect and ruin people's immune system and you know there's going to be billion die off and it's, it's over a two to eight year period being generous, you better also have a plan on how to liquefy or handle process three billion bodies and i think they figured it out there i even talked about facilities unmarked facilities giant facilities in arizona and also dakotas it's like what are these buildings for they're, they're not warehouses for your retailer or your internet giant what are these huge warehouses no names on them nothing they're all completely constructed finished empty and being a <clears throat> owning a former commercial construction company, I see the infrastructure and the money tied up. Who built these? What are they sitting there for? I have a sneaky suspicion what this is all for. And it's it's makes the hair, hair rise. So I think what we have to do is uh, 
and your platform is extremely helpful. Uh, v, before you got on, CJ was talking to me about one of his doctor friends and a very interesting digital platform that will be helpful. What we're going to have to do is pull together in, in communities, share knowledge, try to share resources, and try to be as sustainable as possible. That's an absolute war that's going on. And uh, the fight for ourselves, our family, even uh, this, this spills into, I'm very careful on your show, but I can't avoid once in a while, I have to touch on the fact that there's definitely a spiritual war involved here. Because even the changing of the genetic makeup can alter or affect our ability to communicate and meditate with God or the divine or source. So I, I call them the rat bastards I have figured out genetically how to interrupt that cycle. And if they're su successful, this is extremely evil. If they can actually change or alter or stop or dam, you know, like damming water, if they can block our ability to connect spiritually. How sinister is that? So that's why I said we have all these vectors, all these arrows. I've never in reading history. I've never figured out a timeline that matches what we're seeing right now in real time and what we will see in the months to come. I don't think humanity's ever faced so many vectors, so many arrows threatening our very existence, who and what we are, our food, our genetics, now our consciousness and our spirituality because of high tech. What's going on? I'm the product. I grew up in the 70s, went to high school in the 80s. Those days are gone. I, My head is swimming. I get confused every day. I, I, I have so many projects going on. I'm trying all this research. I can't find my keys. A lot of time, where do I place my keys? I'm like scatterbrained lately because I, I'm, you know, it's not about me, but I'm just telling you, I'm sure a lot of us, we're, we're at war. And I, and my, my head is spinning. It's like I'm on the front line and I'm shell-shocked. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be by design too, Jet. It could be by design. Perhaps what the, what, that's what they want. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's people contact, you know, just crazy right now, the amount of of uh, anxiety and nervousness and, and people who are, are suffering from insomnia. I mean, it's just, just crazy right now. It truly is. Yeah. So let me tell you, in our food, here's what we have to look forward to. So this is what we have to be on guard. And we'll have, you know, more shows and more strategies. But the uh, Gregorine is a large uh, protozoan. This is one of the mm. parasites in insects that they want us to eat, and they're already rolling it out. It's, uh, it's a parasite that harbors in the, the digestive structure or gut biome, and it also creeps into the reproductive organs. Every one of these insects, I'll, I'll read in a second, has this particular parasite. There, there's a list of seven. I'm only mentioning two. Gregory. The other one is Nosema. It's a microsporian. It's a, it's a fungus. This is what affects bees. And when bees or bee colonies suffer from this, they can't fly. They're disorientated. They're, they're balanced. And it affects the mid-gut. And it makes you or the organism more vulnerable to secondary infection. So 
they they are creating an example. They're they're creating a surface environment, CJ and V, where we almost stand one hundred percent chance of not making it. Yep, and here's the thing, man. It's like gurgreens are plentiful in locusts, crickets, and all that other stuff. Yeah. That, I mean that's that's very well known. Insane. And, and, and no, no <clears throat> doesn't cooking and processing does that kill the gurgle? No, no, oh. that's what I'm reading here. It, Holy shit! That's, and even microwave isn't doing it. No. Yeah, yeah. On some on some of these, because what's what's uh, uh, we got about five minutes left. I'll spill into maybe the, the next show. I'll tell. This is very bizarre because some of these parasites, they're. They're very advanced aliens, and they're older than humans, by the way. Sure. They have a defense mechanism. They can roll up in a shell, and they can hibernate in a shell. They can withstand a nuclear bomb. Detonation, yeah. It's like that other um, um, uh, famous uh, uh, microorganism that it could survive high heat, freezing temperatures, uh, radiation, even in space. You can survive yes. the vacuum of space. It's insanity. In space, they sur- right. So what happens is I'm like, oh, oh, great. All right. So so they butcher the immune system. Then they incorporate this in the food. And we're dealing with alien-type parasites older, older than humanity. And these suckers, you think they're stupid? They figured out how to survive in outer space. They figured out how to s- survive radiation in microwaves. And now this is going to be embedded in our intestines. That's our, the worst thing. Our, our testicles, ovaries, and it can breach the blood-brain barrier. I'm like, oh, what else? I, I shouldn't say this. I'm being sarcastic. What else have they also figured out that I haven't figured out yet as a research scientist? The more I study, I'm like, this is so well-funded and compartmentalized. With the, I don't even know what's going on. I, I look like a retard when I do this research. So I'm going, wait a minute. I, I thought I was you know, kind of smart. I got a lot of inventions and stuff. This stuff makes my head swim, and I'm like, "There's no way Joe Sixpack." Here, here's a conclusion of a study that was done by the NIH, and when it comes to gurgarine, okay, they've they've used the best antibiotics and antimicrobials against gurgarine. This is the results. It goes conclusion: Our results confirm that gurgarine infections are difficult to control. Basically, you can't control it, and suggest the possibility that. Uh, streptomycin might aggravate gurgarine infection. So in some of the antimicrobials that they're using on gurgarine just makes the gurgarine stronger. Yeah, right. And and there's a uh, <laughs> there's there's an article uh, that they're talking about the um, let's see if I can <clears throat> find it here. It's um, Insect futures from farm to table to pharmacy. People are sick. Now it gets even more bizarre because now pharmacy is working directly with insect research and these parasites that are resistant to antibiotics. These anti, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Now, now these farm, it's always, it keeps going back to these pharmaceutical giants. And this is part of this. I I could be off. I'm just using round numbers. But I think that there's 30 corporations. They're going to run planet Earth and the future of humanity. And part of the segments is part of these 30. you got the Silicon Valley giants and the nanotechnologies. But it's pharmaceutical. These big companies are all in cahoots. And they've got this thing going. So here's what's interesting. 
and uh, the parasitic development forms were detected in these insects in this white paper, this research paper, 81.33% out of 300 insects. So 81% were infected. Good God, man. Uh, 68.67% of the cases had pathogenic parasites. So 81.33, so let's say 81% of the insects were infected. Close to 69% of all these insects had pathogenic parasites. Out of these pathogenic parasites, 31% could be fatal to humans. That's crazy. Okay, so 30, almost 31% are fatal to humans of the of the pathogenic parasites. 31% are fatal to humans, and 81.33% had them. Wow. And 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 radiation and microwave doesn't destroy doesn't them. destroy them. So that means <laughs> as they as they're rolling this out and they're giving these these snack insects to kids in elementary schools introducing them and it's already creeping in in uh protein powders and flour mixes in our food there's no way around this what this what this is telling me when you read this now we have a 30.33 percent chance in our food supply we're gonna have a pathogenic human human parasite so what does this tell us? It's and the, the hours up. Good grief! We're going to have to grow 100% of our own food, or as a community, grow food uh, and have our own water supply. We can't rely on any grocery stores anymore, any no. restaurants, no bottled water. Can you do that? Look, V and CJ, I can't do that right now. So, so I am panicking. I'm trying to get my garden and my greenhouse, my raised beds. I got the water technology down pat, but I'm also trying to, uh, here's, here's one of the solutions. When we sign off, we'll talk about more. If you're in an urban area or a suburbia, immediately start getting connections, get in your car, go out to, maybe you won't have to go too far, even if it's deep Baltimore, Chicago, Atlanta, find a local farmer's market. There's probably a local farmer within a 20-minute drive. Find them immediately, whether it's a Mennonite, Amish farm, or a farmer's market. Forge that relationship. Say, hey, my name's Sam. I live downtown Chicago, Atlanta. I'm trying to secure food, <coughs> food supplies. If, if I contact with you, uh, cash or whatever, uh, means of exchange, could, could I get some produce from you and some potatoes and so forth? If you got to do that immediately, do not wait and, and yeah. get a, a food supply other than your retail grocery stores. And I, I'm there's no way I already told everyone and certainly by 2024, but by summer of 2023, I'm no longer going to eat out at any restaurant or fast food. Summer of 2024. No, by 2024, I plan on never grocery shopping and never eating fast food or restaurants, but I'm going to start summer of 2023, especially fast food, these corporate giants, because there's no way they're not going to 
incorporate insect proteins in their. In yeah, their they're going to. They, it, we're already seeing it in, in, in a lot of flower mixes and whatnot. Flower mixes, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm not mentioning any names. I don't want to get, but you know, the, the, the popular names. fast no, no. food franchises, uh, because look who owns them. It's the same corporate structure, it's the same 30 some odd corporations. I so you're you're saying that Popeye's chicken is down <laughs> with this. Well, yeah, I didn't want to mention. No, anything. I'm still going to eat Popeyes. I'm sorry, so, Chad, I got I got to draw the line somewhere yeah. on your uh, insect diatribe, and I I, I think I, I think Popeyes chicken is where I draw that line, Jet. There's some things I simply won't compromise on. <laughs> well, isn't that the one where they're like shooting each other? Yes. Each other Have you had this chicken through? sandwich? It's otherworldly. Yeah. It brings out the most violent traits in a human being. It's incredible. <laughs> CJ and I had it, and we wanted to go mug an old man down the street. It was incredible, right, CJ? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> right, but it's not going to be easy because look, I'm. Uh, it's funny uh, what you're what you're saying is funny because I'm giggling here, but really, a lot of the fast food, uh, some of it's yeah. enjoyable. I, I like it. it. It tastes good. But look at the convenience. They, yeah. But also the convenience. You know, so only going to be a matter of time before they start in- incorporating uh, millworms in the, into the bread of a burger. Uh, absolutely, if you actually are getting a burger. First, we're going to do this. It's going to be sixty-five percent beef, you know, sixty percent beef, forty percent plant-based, and it's really glue and garbage, right? And then it's going to go from fifty percent to fifty percent, and then it's going to be no meat at all in there. It's going to be just processed garbage. Yes, that's where it's hit. But and I think that's in full effect uh, summer of next year. No, so what I have to do is I have to uh, address food cravings. And then, uh, like you said, some of those chicken sandwiches or something, uh, or, or a taco. So you're, a you're, you're telling me I should buy as many chicken sandwiches right now, freeze freeze them, vacuum pack them, freeze them, and put them away. Yeah, that might not be a bad business. <laughs> yeah, and then you can say, then you can smuggle and say, hey, it's 20 bucks, but this is a pre-2023 chicken <laughs> It's vintage. It's vintage. <laughs> it's a vintage chicken yeah, sandwich. You can get man. as much money for that as an old 1970s lava lamp. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh my God, Jet! What a future! We're we're heading a future where uh, chicken sandwiches are going to be the new black market currency. Yeah, a guy opens up his coat and you think it's he's going to be a slasher, but he's got he's got Chick Fil A sandwiches <laughs> over here and Popeyes. There you go. And then the guy goes, "Well, I used to sell Rolex watches, but these sandwiches are more, <laughs> they're more profitable now. More you know? Profitable, exactly. <laughs> it's vintage, vintage twenty twenty sandwiches." 2022s. No. Oh my God, Jed! Thank you so much for being on. We're gonna get more into this uh, next week, folks. As Jed continues to bring us down the road of the outer limits, talk about solutions and whatnot. This whole thing about insects—how many people actually knew that? That whole entire thing with this crazy parasite that that uh, uh, gurgarine—that I didn't know that. Nobody really knew that. You can't kill it. You can't treat it. You can't, you, you know, you can't do anything with it. And this stuff is in millworms. It's in millworms. It's in crickets. It's in grasshoppers. It's in locusts. Yep. And here I am, Jet, thinking that I was going to be like John the Baptist, eating locusts and wild honey and be the voice in the wilderness. But that's not going to happen now thanks to Gurgreen. Yeah, yeah. Like and there's like, David. The, the report shows there's <laughs> over there's over seven parasites studied. I only listed two of the seven. Yeah. And what was the other one that you listed? It was uh, start with an N. Nosema, N O S E M A. But uh, hey. that, that article that uh, that you that you have, and I don't know if you're able to. Uh, 
I don't know how your platform works. If but, there's a but, link or, or list, you can read that. There's there's seven other. Uh, just for sake of time, I highlighted two of them. Yeah, but you got you both have to remember that in terms of the the new food, the uh, the whatever you want to call it, non meat, whatever. There's an entire industry and and financial investment class that's sitting yeah. there just waiting for that that development, and that's the next line of how they pivot to defraud uh, defraud defraud us all. They'll find ways to well, create these things and then manipulate, and they'll fund it from <clears throat> government money, and boom, there they go. The cycle continues. Absolutely. Well, that's that, folks. I hope uh, you all had your crapping pants on, and. Uh... We'll be back next week. Uh, Jet, Jet, we back on Monday. Uh, we had we had a Joaquin Flores on was double booked. That that's entirely on me. You can blame me for that screw up. But uh, we'll be back next Monday. Outer limits. Stay tuned. Keep it locked here. Join the Discord. Jets on there. Uh, and uh, when he sets up the, those classes, take advantage of it. Maybe we could do a separate Zoom or something on there where people could just come in and and go through the entire course on how to become a a, a miniature scientist, a micro scientist. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's very vital so, solutions. That's where you find it, man. That's where you find you get those solutions from Jet. Jet's trying his damnedest to get this out there. And with that being said, CJ, we are over and out. Take it away. I think do we have Eric today? Oh, yeah, we do. 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Yeah. We got Matthew Eric coming up. So keep it locked and loaded right here. And with that, CJ, take it away. <laughs>